everyone you are tuned into the all my friends podcast i'm your host liam oliver if you're watching on youtube or listening on soundcloud please trash that subscribe button if you want buttery hot chat about everything manchester music culture and now food yum 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 your best way to stay in the loop is by following the show my guest today is a career chef and vinyl aficionado he actually threw down all my friends' first ever mix and is an encyclopedia on all things funk, soul, disco, hip-hop, rap, house, baleric, acid jazz, yacht rock. The list can go on and on and on. Not only that, but he's a masterful chef who has a command of flavours, balance and ingredients that can bring the best out of any food he's given. I met him when I worked in the kitchen at Font on New Wakefield Street, uh, where he taught me loads about food and music and, like all good head chefs, made my life hell whilst I was trying not to cut my fingers off. Uh, I'm really excited to have him on the show today to talk about the power and joy of food and how it's inescapably linked to music. So, say hello to my guest today, Paul Dalton, a.k.a. Dolly. Afternoon, Paul. How are you doing? How are you? How are you doing? Greetings. Uh, th- thanks for having me on, man. Really looking forward to having a chat with you, mate. So, I'm not seeing you for a bit anyway, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, I'm really excited for this one. How did you like the intro? Think I covered everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. I'm very humble, though, you know. I'm just, <laughs> just a geezer. Just a geezer, man. Well, as this is the second series as well, I'm up in the production right. values a bit, so I think we'll put in some air horns and stuff as well to hype you up a bit more. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Everything sounds better with an air horn, doesn't it? <laughs> um, I am very excited to chat with you today, uh, and we are going to discuss everything food and music. But before we dive into all that, can you give uh, my listeners all 10 of them, three of them being my mum, uh, the ah, whole story. <laughs> uh, I know that could be a podcast in itself, so maybe if you could try and cool. condense your life into about 10 minutes, that'd be sick. You know, where did uh, the music start? Where did the food start? Uh, uh, well, it, yeah, I, 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 I ended up here at 52, but um, music, well, as a small child, I used to, there was always a radio on or something on it when I was at home when I was, a, you know, a child. So you just sort of like get get into music without even knowing, don't you? You know what I mean? Yeah. And certain beats and certain vibes, you just like slip into it. It, it washes over your music. That's the thing. You can't get away from it. You know, you could, I, I don't think you'd want to resist it, but yeah, probably listening to like Bob Marley and, and, and there's always used to be Elvis playing in the house when I was a kid. Because, you know, when I was a kid, it was way, way back, you know. Yeah. <laughs> born in 68, you know, so I had to live through the 70s. But in, in all these times, you know, there's been like, you know, different uh, movements that I seem to have fallen into. It's, it's, it's mad, yeah. And I've just sort of like ended up here. I've, I've played all over the show. I'm still doing it now. I still, I still think when I'm doing it, like the last night, I was like, why am I doing this? I'm 52. What am I doing? Mm-hmm. You know, but you can't, you can't help it. You've just got to, you just got to do it. you got to play it, you know, music's inside you. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just, just one of them, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's about, that's about me in, in about 10 minutes, that I think. I mean, you did, five? you did that about two. You could you could say a bit more. What about food as well? Then why did that come into it? Because food's always been there. I've always had an interest in it. You know, almost. Uh, 
you know, when, when, when you start making toast, I mean, even just a simple thing is toast, you know, all the different, you know, d- densities of other bread and all the different, you know, ways of doing it, if you want to like, if you have it cold, if you have it buttered or, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's just something that's always sort of been there, food. I always like to try and experiment when I was a child because there wasn't that much to do too. You got to remember mm-hmm. way back when, when I was a kid, there wasn't so many other distractions when you was young, you know, so... The basic things you used to do, or used to try at least, you know, and cooking was one of them. I mean, mum used to cook quite a bit at home. Uh, you know, she used to make like apple pies and shit and all, all sorts. She used to try different things. She nearly killed us a few times because <laughs> I remember once she made a chili once. It was like, this is like, you know, probably about 70, 75. And you couldn't get uh, kidney beans, any tins, none of that caper. And uh, she got some dried ones, and you know, you're supposed to like soak them, aren't you? And then yeah, like yeah. rinse them and then soak them, and you know, and did with it. She just cooked them. As they were, just put them in a pan. Like, obviously, we didn't know. I mean, the chili was terrible, but the, the beans and oh, we were so ill. But yeah, so it's always sort of like been about. Uh, mm. And obviously, I'm a father now. Mm-hmm. So when you're a father, you, you do actually look at food differently too. Because you want you want your kids want a, a wide palate, mm-hmm. so they'll try anything. You know what I mean? And, and two, you want to feed them with you know whatever you're putting inside you. It does matter. You know, mm-hmm. it does matter. I mean, I've only recently started like exercising and trying to lose some weight. Obviously, as the older you get, the more uh, aware you are of uh, of your mortality in a way. Even though I've had a few scrapes with that, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. It's always there, isn't it? Food, music. Go, go, go back a bit and tell us because I remember you've told me this story before about rocking around Burnage when you would have been a teenager. With the oh, yeah, yeah. What, what with uh, playing? Uh, you you you, you brought you brought hip hop to South Manchester. Was it was it New <laughs> Order? <laughs> no, I, I, I tell you what, I remember when it when it when it hit though. Like uh, it was oh my god. Well, it was really when the, there was a film. It's a seminal film, The Wild Style, mm-hmm. right? It sort of like brought brought uh, hip hop, uh, graffiti, uh, break dancing, all that sort of like blown up in that film. You know, have you seen it? Have you ever seen it? I haven't, no, but I'll get it on. Have you, not, on have you not really? No, no, no. Not, you've got to put that, and just the soundtrack itself. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember Kenny Dope did like, he released he re-released it in a box set, didn't he? Like the soundtrack on, uh, I think on 12s or, or 10s, I'm not sure. But even the soundtrack is just, it's absolutely, you know, top class, mate. And, and, and when that, when it blew up, because at the same time, you had like Buffalo Gals a bit later, okay, Malcolm McFarren. That was another thing about you know, and there was like uh, dancing in that too, but and also you had Blondie because Blondie was dropping shit about. I mean, that's the the, the person in the Wild Star. There's like a like a bird heroine who's like obviously got blonde hair, but that's supposed to be Blondie in it. Mm-hmm. It's a really interesting. But if you want to know where hip hop came from, and street art and, and rapping, really, you've got to start there. It, it, it is the starting block of hip hop, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, yeah, we used to we used to. You know, we had like a little breaking crew, man. And we used to go up to a place called Heat and More, which is like the, the posh, the posh end. I mean, I'm from Burnage, Firetown, you know, you can probably tell that with the accent, you know, but it's not a lot going on there, you know. I know obviously there's a few people come out of it, but uh, yes, yeah, so we used to go up Heat and More and uh, we used to break down outside a pub called the Elizabethan. Mm-hmm. So over the road from there was a place that was under shelter, so you could do it in the, in the rain too. And you just, you just had to do it though, it was so exciting. Yeah. Hip hop and breakdancing—it was so exciting. You, you didn't have any choice in it. You was just in it, and you just did it. It was—it was amazing, man. It was amazing. But yeah, I used to—I used to another time. Another thing is always because I was—I was obsessed with that tune. Uh, 
What's it called now? Is it Everything Gone's Green? New Order. But well, I used to play that round, yeah, on a little one speaker. It's like a one speaker stereo, though, you know what I mean? I just blast it out. Uh, yeah. I wanted everyone to sort of hear the music I did too. Maybe that's why I ended up DJing and stuff. You just want to share it, don't you? It's, it's, even though, you, you know, you get off on it so much, but you want everyone else to, to feel like that, don't you? You want everyone else to, to understand what you hear. <laughs> so, yeah, it's interesting. I want, I want to go in on this sort of hip-hop sort of like epiphany a little bit. Yeah. Because what, what, were yeah. pe- what, what was sort of like the, the thing you were listening to before that? Was it very much like late 60s psychedelia? Like, you know, or was it, uh, was it sort of know, like mate. that proto-disco yeah, stuff? Well, you see... Luckily for me, obviously, with with it, you know, we went back to said there's always like stuff I could hear at home, you know, like mm-hmm. be it Elvis, be it Bob Marley. So I'm from, I'm, you know, multicultural. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad's half Jamaican. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of different influences, but uh, there was always music playing. And, and, and I've, got, uh, I've got an older brother and an older sister. You see, my sister went through all that early electro synth, and then she was like a punk, mm-hmm. you know. So I had the Sex Pistols and do you know what I mean? And then at the same time, my brother like turned into a mod. So mm-hmm. then it was like a, big, a bit of a scar thing and all around that sort of time. So, but, and then, so yeah, I got the specials and special AKA and all that. So I had them sort of influence. I always had something sort of good as it turns out, was quite edgy, you know, sex pistol, you know, still like, uh, and uh, like the specials and that. That's what I mean. I almost consider myself, Liam. I thought about this the other day. I said, I look at, you know, some of the questions you're going to ask me. Mm-hmm. And I'm almost like the Forrest Gump of music, me. <laughs> I seem to have like turned up, you know, all these like monumental things. I've sort of like been there or, yeah. or, or I know them or, you know, and it's just like, I, I don't actually know why. I'm just, just, just lucky, I guess, you know. Yeah, yeah. What do you feel about now? Because you've mentioned like quite a lot of like uh, cultural movements there and quite a lot of, uh, you sort of, yeah, you sort of gotten yeah. tribes. You don't, you don't really see that anymore i don't think to such a great extent you know you know yeah, you have, that, you have mods. That, are the tribes online now is it's this that sort of it was very things were very different i think with it with the progression of technology now like what, what we're doing now mm-hmm. which you know is when i was a kid like you know you still you know the the, the phone yellow red phone boxes you yeah. went on them phones you could like you used to tap out the numbers didn't you so you get a free call yeah. that you know that was that was like you know mind mind blowing then i mean this everything's so People don't knock about anymore like they used to. Mm. It's, it's, it's strange, but, you know, it's just the way it goes, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. No, amazing. Well, I, I think that's a really good sort of, like, musical and food introduction to you. Um, yeah. Next question I want to ask you, you know, you've, you know, you've been yeah. about town for, what, three, three or four decades, playing play yeah, out yeah. in Manchester. Yeah. Um, you know, and in that time, sort of, which clubs, club nights, promoters, do you really think have Ooh. shaped Manchester? Change, change. Change Manchester, DJ, wow. yeah. Well, shaped yeah, it, yeah, can, yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. Can I go back to that Forest Gump thing earlier? Really? You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah. So, so like, fast forward, yeah. I mean, the chain, obviously, there's the Hacienda, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which was it was it was seminal, mate. It was massive. It was even more so now when you look back at it. When I go to exhibitions of it and all that, it's like, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. What it did and how it changed clubbing was like. It was, it was, uh, it was seminal, you know, because obviously before that, you know, there was there was clubs in town, you know, uh, placemates, uh, Genevieve's, uh, Smokies. Smokies is uh, what's it called? That underneath the overdraft. It's it's like a famous like ship club now, isn't it? What is it? 
underneath. Well, they always rap on Princess Street. What's that club underneath there called? On Princess Street. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where's Princess Street? Man, I don't drive around Manchester so my street name. No, listen, listen. Uh, is it Joshua uh, Brooks? Yeah, is it? No, it's not Joshua Brooks. Is it? It's, it's another one. It's like that sort of thing mm-hmm. where all students used to go. But it used to be Smokies. Oh, Fish Out. Wilson in there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's Fisab. it. I think that's it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> that used that used to be a club. That used to be called Smokies. I seen Chad Jackson in there mm. and uh, Greg Wilson. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, Mike Shaft. But anyway, but in them days. When you went out, you had to wear like shoes, right? You know, a shit pair of pants, a shirt, and a tie. Mm. You couldn't get in a club without, you know, just walking in with your own clothes, come as you are. The Ascender was one of the first, for me personally, when I heard about because obviously the, the dance music thing wasn't going then, you know. Mm-hmm. When you went to the Ascender, though, it, it was it's good because they did play stuff that you didn't hear, like, mm. like Prince, like New Order, like the Smiths, you know, all that stuff that you just didn't hear anywhere else. And plus, when you walked in there, it was like a the way they'd done it, you know, with them, uh, what are them curtain, like meat curtains, you know, the plastic ones. Yeah, yeah. Where you walk like through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, it's just the way that, you, you, you went in there, obviously, like a little, and you went in, and the club was, like, quite big. So that was quite impressive when you walked in. And the sound system, it, just, it was just different, mate, you know. And obviously, how things, like, you know, became this, this, like, almost like a fable now, isn't it? You know, it's mm. like, oh. And on a personal level, yeah, I've had some great nights there, you know. Uh, as it were, you know, I knew, I knew people, you know, people at work there, and diddle a dirt. So you could go into, I used to go on the VIP all the time, and, you know, so I knew it, and it was almost like, it was like a home from home, and it was really good, but it was, it's not my favourite club. It's mm. not, I didn't have my best experience there. Being older, obviously I'm in my 50s, and, and as I say, I've been through things, and I've seen things that have been there, so I, I, I always try and it's not like putting the hacienda down, but I just want people to realise it was good, yeah. But you know what? It was good. It wasn't that good. Mm. I, I didn't think so on a personal, but it was. It changed the game. It was a game changer, mate. That place. Mm. You know what I mean? Game changer. So that that was a big one. Uh, obviously, the fat safe thing. I still, yeah. still, that still, that was. Uh, oh, you know. Oh, honestly, God. You did think like the world was changing because all of a sudden this hip hop beat was coming out of like, you know, Republican Mancunia. Mm-hmm. It was it was dreamy, mate. You know, and I put you know, like aim from up your end, he's from up your end, any battle or whatever, but mm-hmm. they were playing hip hop and doing music, they just did not get over here, mate. You know, mm-hmm. and I think, yeah, from that, 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 that you know, the, the nights that came from that, like uh, missing link. You know, and obviously friends and family and all that. For me, that they they, they were they were the best. That you know, mm-hmm. the, the them times and, and and the people and they're they you know it's still talked about now. And they still put nights on now. People will flock to it. You know, I think that's a sign of what what's good and what's not. You know, yeah. I can see you've actually just got a Fat City Records T-shirt on as well, haven't you? Get I've that on the camera. Just, I've only just got this. I've been searching <laughs> for it. The wife got it was the other day. I was actually buzzing because I thought, oh, where that all be? So we've got an all day or tomorrow. We like pattern that, which I'm mm. really looking forward to. Cool, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, go on. So, go on, so. Oh, I can see you've got a few. Well, you've got a few others here in the notes that you haven't mentioned yet. You've got Sankey's Soap and Phoenix. Oh, Sanky, Sanky's, Sanky's was all right. Yeah. Huh? Well, yeah. I've never thought of Sankey's. 
I think when I went to Sankey's, it was probably a lot different than when you went. I got a refurb and like, I, I was in the very much like the last few years of it. They started right. people in for free because it wasn't making money and it was just... Really? It was good. It was still, you know, outside of Warehouse, it was still probably the thing that I think is closest to like a super club in Manchester. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, obviously knowing you and, you know, just all the influences you've talked about, Sankey's does seem a bit of a, bit of like maybe a curveball where... Uh... Well, I think it's where it was, it was situated too. It, it was an odd one because I think they were trying to get a, like an Hacienda sort of vibe, but that was that that sort of like come and gone, and it mm. sort of had, you had to move on from that. And then from that, all these sporadical little clubs came, you know. Mm. And I think that that's where you get the good nights, isn't it? You know, mm. that's where that's the the small intimate venues are, are the one, you know. For me, anyway, personally, I don't like. I've never been to a warehouse project and all that, but. Mm. Supposed to be like it's just too big, man. You know, yeah. the sound's always like shite, you know, all yeah. distorted. You know, it's just not for me that mate, you know. And not that I don't I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? I could, that could change. Yeah. Could How change. about uh, I say um just talk about little clubs as well. You definitely stand yeah. out. I know Roadhouse is a big one that obviously yeah, yeah. 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 Uh the, the number one that, that used to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh oh yeah, road. The Roadhouse are just like, just I, I love them type of clubs, you know, that are just dark, uh, used to smell of smoke, you know, and they, they were already sweating when you got in there, you know, that, that, those are the venues that you want to be in. You want to be involved in that crowd, that vibrancy, you know, everyone's on it, on, everyone's on it for a good night. You know, it's always going to be a good, them nights, honestly, with friends and family and that, mate. I know, you know, I'm a big hip hop fan and sexy, sexy, you know, diddly do, but they were the best ever. You know, mm. you, you you were so excited to get in. Didn't matter where, because you knew it was always going to be. No, they had so many top people play there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good, mate. Really good. But yeah, small, small little venues. Yeah, I can't. Even like small bars, mate. You know, I can remember. You remember Crowbar? You remember Crowbar? It's obviously the uni, wasn't it? I think it shut down the gear. I, Has it shut down? I don't, last time, I can't remember the last time I was down. Oxford Roadway, sort of. Uh, right. Yeah, me too, mate. But being that, that we used to, I remember seeing like the next one in there, and it was mm. they absolutely blew it up. It was so good, mm. you know. So yeah, I think the smaller ones, the, the, the better, mate, for me personally, you know. But mm. how do you feel about that? Yeah, no, I, I'd, I'd take a four hundred capacity club over a four thousand yeah. one any day. Like, don't get me wrong, like warehouse once a year is good, but you, you probably want to do is it once it? a year. I, yeah, know, I, mean, I, know, I know, I do, I do feel as I'm a bit like that with that, a bit like, oh, I'm not one of that because I'm old school and I know fucking everything. When I don't, you know. So yeah. really, I should probably go because they have some big names on there. You know, people that I'd like to see. You know, yeah. I'm, that is it repercussion at thingy. Yeah, yeah. shadows play that. Are you going there? I'm not. I've got. I've got tickets to the Home Electric one, so that's the ah, one I'll do yeah, this year. I think, I think Sean's going there, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that'll be, yeah. That should be a good one, though. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, but I think yeah, once a year is is enough because yeah, right. You manage it, and then it is great. And you love a good time, but you are right. Yeah. The, the music's booming. The rooms are so big, you can't really play much interest in mixing. Yeah, you've got to you've got to basically go hard or go home sort of thing when it comes to yeah, yeah, you're not going to get yeah. away playing like soul 45s it's just not it's not the right atmosphere sort of thing um, really yeah oh, that's a shame that's a shame um and also like where have your favorite places to play where you know where, where what have some highlights have you been around like manchester like playing out well yeah probably well i said that to jenny i was we're talking about and i said you know probably my favorite places to play i've been like for parties and that, really, 
the best, probably the best venue I ever played. It was uh, that beach bar in Costa Rica. Now mm. that, that was a venue, mate, you know. Yeah. And just everything about it, it was just it was so surreal, you mm. know. Yeah, that was like real, real. I really enjoyed that. And you know, another place I really enjoyed was uh, that place in Marple I used to play. I can't remember what it's called. But that's only a small little bar. But it was the first place that I played after my brain hemorrhage, mm-hmm. you know. And obviously coming back from that, it's like, it's a, oh, mate, it's a struggle, you know. You lose everything. Uh, I mean, you have to learn to talk and walk and everything after that. So I, I really took it out of me. Uh, and I remember trying to like beat mixing after that. I just <laughs> couldn't do it. But I struggle with a lot of things like that now uh, because of it. And that was like the first place where I played out, you know. And I just, I just thought, hang on a minute, I can still play music here. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was almost like another epiphany, mate, you know. And, and it, it gave me such a surge of energy. And it, it, it is small steps. And it's, it's a long way back for them sort of injuries. No, sorry to like digress there, but no, it's okay. No, so like, that, that's why I, that's why I thought like because it's because I'm being honest there. You know what I mean? It wasn't. It was a massive thing for me, that massive thing, and I really enjoy playing in there. You know, but yeah, but yeah, probably there, probably location. I could say it'd be Costa Rica. Uh, they're there for like yeah, that place in Marple. I can't remember the name of it. It'll come back to me. That I probably got it on some notes here, but I'm not even looked at these notes. I wrote <laughs> loads of notes and everything. So I thought, you know, I don't want to sound like you know. A bit like what have you, but uh, I'm not, I don't think I've used any of them, but yeah, that place, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And a small part, I mean, I did a thing in lockdown not long ago, uh, like a rave, mm-hmm. like that. but this is like a friend's uh, a mum's got a massive gap somewhere in Ashbourne or something. And did that, and that was ace, mate. It was, you know, you got that vibe again mm-hmm. of like people being out, you know, and like, whoa, all together. And it was, it's like really good, it's almost like the second coming. We should have that now. Now, COVID's gonna go like fuck off. We're going to get a bit of life back, mm-hmm. you know. It could be like the second coming, you know. It's it's up to you guys, man. You've got to dig the new breed. It's no, no good talking to me. I'm, the, I'm, I'm done and dusted, mate, you know what I mean? <laughs> you guys, you, you've got to carry, you carry the news now. Yeah. You know, it's I'm, I'm here to listen now. It's, you've got to school me now, fella. Yeah. I, I think I've been schooling you for years, but... Um... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we've been talking quite a bit about music, but also I'd like to flip flip the script a bit and ask you also yeah. about favourite restaurants. Um, which restaurants yeah. and chefs have had the biggest impact on your uh, culinary life? Right, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, and this, this might throw you this, man, but I'll tell you, it, it, it did have an impact on me. And I do, I do, I've do i done a lot of his recipes. Like, it's like Jamie Oliver, hmm. right? I know he's got a big tongue and all that. You know what I mean? But the geezer... And he's got, he got I, I like chefs that get people into cooking. I know that they're a bit trendy now, aren't they, chef? Mm. You know, fucking Gordon Ramsay's on everything. You know, he's got like his own cup show and all that. It's like, what is this? You know, so they, they're quite trendy now, quite iconic to all these chefs. But obviously back back in my day, it used to be one, one show, I think it was, she was called Fanny Craddock. <laughs> if you ever see it, look at her now. Honestly, she looks like something out of a pantomime, man. It's fucking scary. It's like a really scary cooking show. But uh, yeah, 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 Jamie Oliver definitely been an influence on me. Uh, but you know, in, in recent years, obviously the, the place I like to eat is a place called Morrow in, in London. Uh, books to get, man. This is for you. Get this book, man. Mm-hmm. If you like food, really good book to start you off with. You know uh, that Muslim Mediterranean vibe. I mean, it's a big thing now, isn't it? But I mean, time ago when it was when all that came out, it was quite quite edgy. But you know, 
everyone's into Zatar now, aren't they? And fucking Sumac and what have you. It's a, it's a, it's a comic, but that's a good thing because it's, it's books like that and restaurants like that that bring it into the and more the merrier, isn't it? You know, with the food, more the merrier, you know. But tomorrow, yeah, if, if, if you've got one restaurant to go to, you just jump on the train to London, you know, get if you book a ticket far long enough ahead, it's only about 30 quid. You can nip there, have your tea. And like come back, you know, it's it's brilliant, brilliant, a really lovely place to eat, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. Monaco, man. Have you been there? Yeah, yeah, I went there for my birthday a few Did years you know ago. Matt, I sent no you loads, of, sent you loads of pictures and everything. It's like I'm going tomorrow. I've been like twice. I told you every time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You've got, to remember, you've got to remember all that shit. I've got no memory of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the that's the brain injury thing. It's like, jeez, <laughs> it's almost like I should introduce myself. Listen, I've had a brain injury. Now. So if I repeat myself. Or I forget exactly what I'm doing every now. That's what I mean. My care has gone now. I'm like, oh, I should like give me a little cup of cup of milk now, you know, fucking rub, rub the back of my neck. But yeah, yeah but the memory thing. No, no, have you been there? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Had Did that. you enjoy well, it? Yeah, so we had like a, we went we went for like a twenty my twenty-seventh birthday. We went to actual right. morrow, had free course. Yeah. Flight of Sherry oh. at the end, cheese board, absolutely battered. Oh yeah. The, the time since then we've actually went to Marito just for like afternoon lunch and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which one? The one in Acne? Or did you go the, the one next door? Because they've opened a Marito in Acne, aren't they? There's one, no, it's a, it's the one in Islington. So the one Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right, I can't right. I can't remember the name of the uh the street it's on, but it's it's the main one. It's the one where you've got Marito next tomorrow. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's that's the original one. Isn't it? Yeah, it's the little one next door, isn't it? No, but they opened like an. I think they opened another one. In, in, I think it was in Hackney. We went there. I think. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a few years ago, like. Mm-hmm. But still, yeah, the, the quality of the food there is like it's unbelievable, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. and you you understand that how it is important. You know, the, the fresher you can eat, you know, the better it is. You know, and actually giving a shit about what you you know if you get you buy some tomatoes when you're out buying tomatoes, smell them. Yeah, well, it takes you a second. Smell them. You know, I mean, if they smell like tomatoes, they're going to taste good, aren't they? You know, rather than like these, you buy like, you know, tomatoes in plastic things covered in, don't like all that, you know, mm-hmm. apart from the plastic waste. It's just, you know, you should you should have a, like a, a relationship with the food that you're going to yeah. eat. Mm-hmm. Be it a small, you know, a very short one, but, yeah. you know, you should, like, you should give a shit what you're putting inside you. It's you know, too easy. You know, eat, eat shit. And, it, and it's not that difficult to cook. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just about actually giving a shit mm-hmm. and giving it a go. And not worrying about it, you know what I mean. Mm. Another sort of thing you can tie in with being a DJ, isn't it? You, you've got to give it a go. You've got to yeah, think yeah. on your feet. You know what I mean. You've got things will go wrong. You've got to put them right. Mm. You know, it's this. Yeah, you should. You should. You should cook more. Another great book for you, though. This is, this is a really good book that anyone should get. Pickled, Pickled man. Mm-hmm. It's a really good book. You know, all the recipes and that. And it's a really good sense that you know that that sour sense. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't actually realise how, how much you do enjoy it, you know. But, yeah, it's a really good book, that, about all different types of pickling, you know, diddly-dirt, you know, good. have a go. Actually cook. You know, do a few things. Have a go, and you, you feel better for it. You, I know, you you love cooking now, man. You <laughs> love cooking. You came into that kitchen years ago, and you was like, oh, I'm not working with him. Shit in your pants. And you love your food now. And I know, I know you give it, you know, it gives me great joy. Yeah. To see, you know, like young kids and that getting on because it's there, man. You, you know, this life, it's a good life. You know, we're lucky people where we live in that. You know, you can do what you want, really. And if you work hard, you can do well. So, yeah. you know, give it a go. Give it a go, mate. Sorry, take it yeah, over. Yeah, you, you sound like you're coming up now. Calm down a minute. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um. You've got, a, you've, you've got, you've got, you've got a few more here in your notes as well for sort of um, 
you know, you've also mentioned yeah. Otolenghi, so it's great to like, you know, Morrow and Otolenghi. Yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Very. Uh, yeah, yeah. Have you, have you, have you ever, have you had a really good book? Another book to get. It's called Jerusalem. It's on the to buy list. Yeah, yeah. Is it that Sammy? Mm. I think Sammy T. Really, really good book. You know, it's just, it just, you know, we can, especially you, you know, being in town. You know, you can go to uh, Rush Home and that. You know, you can go in them supermarkets. Asian supermarkets are the fucking best places ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I lived in Rush Home for a while, for, for quite a year, maybe a year and a half. And that, that was my favourite thing to do when I was around there. Just go mm-hmm. in the markets. So they're just crazy. You know, have you ever been in them on a Sunday? When you're getting them big fishes out? No, no, no. They're like massive frozen. And they're just on the floor. In the, you know, in the supermarket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're walking around, it's like these massive frozen fish. Uh, yeah, something to do on a Sunday is mental, man. But yeah, 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 yeah. Well, sorry. Yeah, I'm no, cool. there, no, no. I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm just sort of like, yeah. And also, you've been getting into Indian cooking quite a bit recently. You've got Dashoom down here. Yeah, yeah. Well. I, yeah I like, it's like one that, that is like Indian cookery is the that's it. You know, I think when you master that, it's time to my work here is done. You know, mm-hmm. and disappear through the door and that because. They know how to balance spices, don't they? You know, mm-hmm. same with the, you know, obviously the Ottolenghi and yeah, you know how to balance spice, but Indian food is just like we all like a curry, mm-hmm. don't we? We all we all like a curry, but uh, place that dish is just like lifted it up that little bit, you know. And I, I find it interesting, and I, and I want to try and master things. I mean, I've been making, I, mean, I mastered like sourdough, obviously in lockdown, mm-hmm. got to be doing something, aren't you? So I mastered that, and I have absolutely killed it, mate. You know, I'm killed it. But I can't get Japatis right. I mean, I've, I've done them. I don't know how many times. I'm still not getting them like just right. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's a good, good book. Dish. Have you ever had it in there? You, you know, it's on. It's on the. It's on the bucket list. We had one at yeah. a festival, Lost Village. They had like a pop up tent there. And they just right. did like nice, like so they did like breakfast naans with bacon Whoa. and some like um, yeah, yeah, Indian yeah. chutney and fried eggs and stuff. Yeah. And that was really good. Right, right. So I've had like. A dishoom light, but yeah, it's definitely yeah, it's worth, worth go. going. It's worth going there just for breakfast. Get that eggs curd you well. Oh, mm-hmm. it's like a killer, mate. You know, but yeah, it's a, it's a good book. It's a good book. Yeah, it's worth worth it. It's some, and and the, the thing is, right? Please just try cooking. Have a go. You'll mm. surprise yourself. You know. And what's the worst thing that could happen? It don't taste that good. Next time it will. You got to learn from your mistakes, haven't you? You know. Mm-hmm. Please cook. It's a good thing, man. So you've you've mentioned this twice. Please cook, please cook, and I'm. Yeah. I, I want to get. People. I want to get your opinion on her uh, because I absolutely hate them. But you know these food delivery boxes. What do you what want? Do you know? Like, got, mate, I I live up in in the, in the sticks, mate. You know we have only just got a chippy. You know <laughs> there's no, nothing. Nothing. I don't get nothing. You, know, you, must, you must have know these like um like Hello Fresh. You know they send you like pre-prepped. Yeah. Meals with, like, individual it, spices it's just the dumbing down. It's just the society that we live in, isn't it? You know, if you could be asked to think that you're cooking because you're getting everything, just, uh, uh, it's mm. not about that. It's not about that, is it? But I don't know. What am I saying here? I'm like contradicting myself. If the if they're actually, if it's, if it stops somebody opening a tin or just putting something in the microwave, surely yeah. it's a good thing. You know, yeah. am I being a bit like Ponzi there? Like doing it again, I'm like, well, I won't do yeah. that. But if it's engaging people with a pan, you know. Yeah, no, a, a friend, a friend said it to me because I was, I sort of brought up the point, like, um, you know, the the advert to like, you know, what I'm gonna go out, I'll spend all day buying all these spices, and then I'll be left with like full jars that I'll never use again. I'm like, we'll just use them again. 
use them again for yeah. another dish, isn't it? But yeah, he sort of yeah, said yeah, like yeah. it's got it's got me cooking more. So then I was like, well, actually, yeah, I sort of get that. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I heard myself then talking like that's that's wrong because it is engaging so with because some people don't actually, you know, cook at all. They don't mm. they don't they don't give it a go. And I find that like quite odd, really. Mm. You know, quite odd. But that's me. But uh, anyway, I've got some quick fire for you as well. Um, Go on then, mate. If you can keep up. Um, so I always like to throw a few quick fire questions at people. Um, it's just uh, it's nice to you know it helps us to get you know you a bit more. And we've had Roger yeah, 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 half an hour. Out, so uh, so right, let's dive straight into it. Uh, salt or pepper? I, I say pepper always. You know what I mean? White pepper, probably mm. because I like the heat. You know, but obviously everyone digs black pepper now. You know, mm. but white pepper, yeah, <laughs> that's the one. Red or white wine? Uh, red and lots of it. <laughs> West Coast hip hop or East Coast hip hop? West Coast, isn't it? You know. Really? I thought I thought you. Yeah, biggest... I didn't say that. No, 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 no. Oh, I, thought, I, 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 thought, I thought I thought I thought Biggie's the one though. Yeah, Biggie's the one, but you can't. Biggie is hip hop. Mm-hmm. Uh... <laughs> I'll put some more air horns in here. Yeah, please get some air horns. Uh, Italian or Spanish food? Uh, Spanish, obviously. Spanish. I don't get Italian. Do you get Italian? I, but I, yeah. I'm, do, you I'm like, getting, do you like pasta though? I'm don't getting you? pretty good at making my own pasta at the moment. So yeah, well, I'm impressed with that. I don't, I don't really like it though, mate. Mm. I don't like it pasta. It has its place, and you know, but I always go rice rather than pasta, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's me anyway. But yeah, definitely Spanish. Spanish, more flavour, mate. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. To... Well, I mean, yeah, with like Moro and Otolenghi, that does make more sense, doesn't it? There's like Muslim influence in Spain, so yeah. Yeah, Spain, yeah. you know, yeah, there's almost, yeah, yeah, it's, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a deeper, I would say, deeper like flavour to Spanish food. Uh, Nina Simone or Mini Ripperton? <sighs> See, it's got to be Nina, you know, right? Because, but Mini Ripperton, you know. Air horns, air horns. You know, she not, not only a voice, mini rips. Both of them have got such voices. This is supposed to be quick fire, isn't it? Sorry. I mean, man, take it take all the time. Off? Like, like, no. Okay, man. Yeah. Because you have to, man. Because, you know, again, I'm saying, saying box for people to, you know, have a look at that and what you should do. You know, you should always listen. So, you should always listen to some Nina Simone and Minnie Ripperton and hear the purity of the voices, you know. And you got to remember without Minnie Ripperton, they wouldn't be like breast cancer screening. Didn't know oh, that, yeah. did you? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Well, she died of breast cancer. I think she was quite young. I think she was 28 or early 30s. <laughs> uh, and it was her that started off the first, that's how they got the breast screening program running in the, in the States. Mm-hmm. And that's how our breast screening come about. So without her, she saved the lives of like millions of uh, women. Didn't know oh, that, yeah. did you, kid? And no. she's amazing. Can I start body popping now? Oh, <laughs> uh... well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go on. That's an hard one, that though, Liam. You did that there. You've done that. You've done me there. You stitched me up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, next one is uh, deep fried lamb filo pastries or minced meat stuffed tomatoes. <laughs> that killed me, that. Oh, <laughs> oh it's got a bit of minced meat stuffed tomatoes, hasn't it? Oh, <laughs> my head of heaven, man. Yeah. You know, I've committed a cardinal sin there. I've thrown in an in joke into a podcast where no one's going to understand yeah. it. Like, if no, you're listening, no. just just ignore that. But um, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you if you ever meet us face to face, we'll tell you more about it. But it's, it's pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. We'll have a drink. We'll have a drink. We'll have a drink. Yeah. <laughs> uh, grill or deep fry? Deep fry. Oh, that surprised me as well. I thought you I thought you'd be a griller. 
Yeah, we can because I, I like to grill. I like I do I like healthy food. But if I'm being honest, would I want something deep fried to grill? You want it deep fried, mate. Mm. You know, that's that's honest. Honesty. Fair enough. Um, beach bar or basement rave? Basement rave, man. Always um, the basement. Oh, it's always there, isn't it? It's like everything that goes on in the kitchen. It's always in the basement if you got one, isn't it? You know. <laughs> Uh, and last one uh, jazz peanuts or disco biscuits both at once fair enough yeah. <laughs> cool uh, amazing thanks for the quick fire icebreaker um, no problem man. I've got one more question uh, to yeah. dive into before we sort of talk about maybe like food and music a bit more um, yeah, yeah, yeah. in tandem um, I wanted to know like what have been your biggest food epiphanies you know, if you could list three. So when I say like food epiphany, I mean like a time when you learned something so fundamental about cooking that it like completely changed the way you approach how, you know, look at and cook food. So a few examples I've got um, that might get you thinking is like not all pasta sauces need to be tomato based. When you realize that you can make like a, you know, a sauce out of a butternut squash, that's really like gives you a whole oh, new dimension to cook squash. with. Um, ovens have a temperature gauge. You know, that's something that you learn mm-hmm. About 21 once you've once you've finished being a student, you know, the joys of slow roasting. I've been like, you gotta remember I've been in kitchens since I was like bloody 15, I think I started in yeah. kitchens. So I, I understand the cooker now. Yeah, yeah. I watched uh, it burn. And what was the last one I had? Um yeah, essentially like great cooking's knowing when not to put something in a, a dish. You know, you don't have to throw anything yeah. at it. Like you can I remember reading, I remember reading right. that. I had a look at you know, I remember reading, I thought that's a really good question. And it is true for that. I know knowing when to leave stuff out, knowing when that's good enough. You know, it's like it's like if you cook onions slowly in olive oil. If you cook them long enough, man, they become a beautiful thing, man, mm-hmm. with a depth of flavour that it's just like you cannot believe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like you say, it's not. But for me personally, probably I remember again going back tomorrow. It was like all these different recipes that I'd not seen. I was like, obviously, that probably came out probably about ten years ago. Maybe I don't know. It was, it was a while back, but uh, I can remember doing a a thing called Mojo Roja and using bay leaves you use quite a few bay leaves in that I like blitz them up into like the sauce and it's, it's like bay leaves it's just like oh my god I, I, I remember back at home when my mum used to cook she used to do you know stews and soups and you know she, she did her best in that man the bay leaves that she used to use are them like dried ones that you buy in a packet you know the bloody see-through horrible dried things and you did get flavour off them. You do, I mean, you do get flavour on, but I think the fresh, the, the, you know, fresh bay leaf is like, it's unbelievable, mate. You know, I don't know how you feel. You, you, just next time you get a fresh bay leaf, just rub your fingers on it, right, and smell mm. it. And it, it's intoxicating, mate. You know, the flavours you get from that. So, yeah, actually sort of like understanding how powerful the ingredients can be. That, that, that like, that, that float in my boat. You know, beef dripping butties uh, as a child, I understand, uh, you sort of understand now where all the flavour comes. Flavour does come from fat and all that, you know. It's, that's like, it's like a seismic thing. It, you know, there's that book that's out now, and it was it fat, something or other. You need like three ingredients. Yeah. All the flavours in the fat, man. Mm. Obviously, fat beets. Oh, I'll tie that one in. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely like beef chicken butties as a child. If you remember, you know, as you can go back to that again, you know, child of the 60s and 70s, bleak times, mate. So Sunday dinner was a big thing. You know, when it was roast beef, man, it was like psh, air horns, air horns. It was like a big one. You know? So, yeah, and you used to look forward to like, and all it was is like a, you know, a piece of shit white Warby's bread, like dipped in like the, the juice of the meat juices, man. And then you just 
your mum would give it to you like, and you'd be like, it's like the best thing ever. Mm. So for me, that was that was an epiphany, you know what I mean? I started, I started realising, like, wow, you get all that flavour from that fat. You know, really, you, you understand where it comes from, you know, big thing. And obviously, when I, when I started chefing and working in kitchens, and I can remember somebody, I'm not sure what they were cooking in it, but I remember them deglazing the pan with some white wine and that, and getting the sauce from, you know, all the burnt bits and all that, and, and tasting that and realising that that's where all the flavour is again. You know, anything that you cook or whatever, get them bits at the bottom, get them, get them into your sauce, make sure you whisk them in or deglaze it. Because that's where all the flavour is. If you cook a steak in a pan, you know, don't don't just like put it onto the plate and get stuck into it. But I'm just like, you know, deglaze the pan with a little bit of butter or something, or you know, a little bit of alcohol, and just make sure you get all them juices. And all, that's where all that flavour is, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that, there's brief you right there. Amazing, thank you. Yeah, no, that's really good ones as well. Okay. <laughs> no, not, yeah, honestly, honestly, next get a bait. You got another you know, one for all you people out there. Get a fresh bay leaf and just rub it between your fingers. And then you smell that power. It's like unbelievable. The layers of like flavors, just like it's unbelievable, mate. Unbelievable. And you've actually, um, just for anyone listening as well, all of the book recommendations uh, will be in the show notes that go along with this. Like and subscribe, do it now. Uh, and uh, I can't recommend where you buy bay leaves, but you can get them in all good retailers. Yeah, you get them. You can get, don't, don't, don't start by, all you need to do is just get a little bay, bay tree. You can get them from anywhere. They don't cost a lot. Just put them in a pot and then you've always got them in your front garden. Start growing your own herbs. If you've got obviously a lot of you people might be you're in like a big higher rise, whatever, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I'm lucky, you know, I've got a garden, so I can grow a lot of my own stuff. But you know, you know, rosemary, thyme, you know, lemon thyme, all these sort of herbs don't take a lot of a lot of effort, you know what I mean? But using fresh herbs, and you, you, it's an, that's what start cooking, everyone. Start cooking. <laughs> no, do it all, man. It's not hard. Um, right then, let's talk a bit more about food and music together. I mean, we've been talking about it all show, but let's. Uh, uh, I did want to ask you. Don't be sorry. That's what we're here for. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember what I said. You know, I'm yeah. like, oh, what's going to say? I'm not going to be caring here. Normally, I'm nursing at the side of me, doing the dribbles. Oh. So, um, what qualities do you think good chefs and good DJs have in common? What skills do both activities share, in your opinion? Well. Clearly, obviously, right from the start, they're mad. Mm. You know, <laughs> all chefs are loons. Every chef I've ever met is a lo- the most engaging people too, because obviously with madness comes brilliance. You know, mm-hmm. and that that that's it's the same with DJs, isn't it? You know, obviously you got to be calm under pressure. You know, and you know, you do feel the pressure, don't you? You feel the pressure in the kitchen. You feel the pressure mm-hmm. when you're playing sometimes, don't you? You're like, oh, mm-hmm. it ain't going right, or you have not got the vibe, or. So yeah, yeah, calm under pressure. You've got to be organized, get the pair. You know, as a chef, it's so much easier if you know where everything is and what, what you're what, what you're up to. The madness can come, mm-hmm. but as long as you're organized enough to know where it all is, you just then you can throw yourself out. And it's the same with being a DJ, isn't it? You take you, you don't take you know records out in order, do you? All right, I'm gonna play this, I'm gonna play this, but you take out stuff and you have like a few of them bangers and that there, a couple of them there, take some of them 45s. You know, you think about what's on at the age going to be the people there so they're probably going to build it's just having all, all, all your weapons you know to hand so that, mm-hmm. i think that's a that's a really important thing that they both share you, you know knowing what to take or what not so it's also uh, something i thought of is like it's creating something which is greater than the sum of its parts 
So yeah, the same yeah, as the same as like an event, and the same as like a that was nice, a meal. That, mate. I like, that was an air horn, that man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it is. It's it's sort of um yeah. It's it's coming. It's coming at uh, an event, and you know, like because because that's the thing. You don't you don't want to turn up all the time. It's just like uh, the the beat port like fucking Serato list of the top ten bangers in the charts yeah. at the moment. Because even oh. if they're even if they're mixed impeccably, and even if like you don't. Yeah. Put, a foot wrong technically, yeah. it's still not going to be great because you, you're missing it's that. It's not going to be great for you either. It's not, mm. I think, personally for me, I mean, I, I feel like when I go out and I play, like I say, I, I feel, but I tell, you know what I'm like, I take about five boxes. Mm. But I like to have like, a selection and you think like, right, and then you start playing and it's all it's all off the cuff, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's all off the cuff, you know, how, how you take it. And I think you, that's another thing, you know, with chefs, you've just got, you've got to be able to, you know, just, just judge shit better, you know. And yeah, 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 yeah. I will be that. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I suppose the next question is like, why do you think both food and music share 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 such a close relationship? Couldn't get my words out then. Um, do they, or are we just in an echo chamber? Because obviously, the both of us do love food and music. Like, yeah, yeah. I think that's, again, we go to that. You know. It's a, it's a similar thing, isn't it? You know, it's it's it, it, but both of them feed the senses, don't they? And the emotions, you know, both of them can like give you comfort, you know, and change your mood, you know. But, but person definitely, just like a song, like take you back to your like your childhood, because you know me, I can't remember anything, can you? I don't, I don't know my kids' names, I don't know how old they are, but I, I swear to you, mate, like two bars from anything, I can tell you where it is, where who released it. Mm-hmm. But I could be autism, that, but it's not been investigated. But it's I've definitely got musical autism, you know what I mean? But, and it it can do, though, like a bar could just like, it can take you back, you know. If I if I ever hear, like, God, I don't know if I should be saying this, man. Yeah, but what, what's his name? Is it David? No, it's not David, so. I don't know. No, but I'll go back to that. I'll go back to that. But uh, yeah, it, you know, like like a smell can, you know, you can you can get a smell and that can take you back. Mm. It's such a powerful, powerful thing. Yeah. So mm. I think that's yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and you know, as in music can be like antisocial and all kind in a way. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, know, it takes you. Away. Well, it's sort of like I can be taken away by it and mm. I'll just be like, can't be bothered with anyone else. You know what I mean? I'm just mm. be my own little thing. You know, but. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's not something you sort of do, is it? You know what I mean? But, you know, comfort eating is one of them, and it's the same as, same as. Yeah. yeah. Would you say, would you, well, would you say you can get addicted to both of them then? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I can. I think I've got an addictive nature anyway, mate. But, yeah, I think the, on, on a different level and yet not, they're very similar, like I say. Anything that gives you comfort, anything that can stir them, the emotions that, obviously, Food doesn't, it's, well, not not for me anyway, you know. It was, food's here and the music's always going to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't stir the emotions like the music. Uh, I don't know what it's done to me, mate, but it, it truly is. To, that's all I ever think about, mm. really. You know what I mean? It's, mm. it's, it's so inside of me. It's just it's just there, you know. And last weekend, we could actually go out and have a dance. Woo-hoo! <laughs> now, you know, that's, that's another story, but yeah. Are you going to be going to the first electric chair that's coming back? I sent you the link. Well, I think that's the day after that deep cushion or repercussion, isn't it? 
Uh, and, right, on the same days go, go, or but the one after the other. I know I'm going to that because obviously uh, Shadow, I've never seen DJ Shadow. Mm. And obviously his first album, that introduced absolutely seminal album. That's another one that should, everyone should have that in their collection, you know, for sure. But uh, yeah, Electric Chair was good, mate. That's another one. I almost feel like it's like the, the Hacienda Electric Chair, you know, it was great. It was great. It was great. Mm. And there some great nights in there, but I don't know if... <sighs> See, I'm, I'll be going back to the friends and family thing there, you know. Do you, but do you think I think do you think Electric Chair was quite instrumental in like sort of shaping Manchester? It has shaped Manchester. We see like Luton that now they're yeah. running things now, you know, like yeah. the, the what's, not, what's it called, the Palace that? Uh, the Refuge, the big hotel. Yeah, Refuge. You know, he's yeah. got all that. He's got his finger in many pies. So that, mm. that's what I mean about that Forest Gump thing mm. with like music in my life. I seem to have been at all these great, you know, big moments. You know. Oh, anyhow, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think they do. Mm. And I was looking I mean, at um... Brin signed out his restaurant in Volta in two nights in a row. I'd be living off that for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it all, won't you? Yeah, no, Prince died out two nights in a row, man. You know, yeah, amazing. Um, you don't need to look far nowadays to find like an artisanal food festival with like a big lineup yeah. of music. Um, yeah. I wanted to like get your opinion. Do you think that's like a great invention or maybe like a, a sort of a lame corporate like greed grab? You know, do you think are there limits to this cross pollination between food and music, or should they, you know, do are we sort of cheapening both when we sort of do sort of like a, a you know like a wacky festival with loads of like you know artisanal food trucks? Or do you, yeah. think, do you think that's a great thing? I think it could come down to yeah again to like snobbery mm. and where you are in your life, mate. Obviously, me, as a 52-year-old, I've got three kids, you know. Going to a festival, I'll be able to get something nice to eat, too. It does appeal to me, you know what I mean? So I'm getting a bit older. The different things, aren't they? The festivals are different for... If you're going there to get whatever and have a, have a top time and that, you're not going there for the food. But I think I think it's a good thing. Mm. You know, I think they go hand-in-hand, hand, really. But obviously not late night, late night going out. I'm not, mm. not interested in food then. But, yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, is it a corporate? But there's a lot of corporate this, that, and the other one. You, you, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to bite the hand, do you? Mm. I don't think it's a bad thing. No, 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 no. Why? How do you feel about them? Um, again, I, I already mentioned last when I was at Lost Village, I went to the Shume and had a right. lovely like Nan rap. So I think, yeah, yeah, I, I think it, I think there's a sort of um. Yeah, I think it's wherever your own snobbery line, you draw your own snobbery yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that We Out here, I went to that We Out here, when, yeah. the first one, a couple of years back. Uh, but the food there was eight, and I went there with the, two, with the two youngest, two youngest kids, you know what I mean? So they had no, no late nights, missed loads of good nights, mate, you know what I mean? But I'll never forgive the kids for that, but that's another story. <laughs> but the food there was really good, and they, they buzzed off that, and they loved being around a festival, you know, like, fucking really did, and it was really nice to see that, because that'll stick with them now. Mm. Because some little things that you do with like you know you, your mum and dad and that when you when you little when you get different things as as, as when I was a kid, you know obviously uh, mixed race. My granddad uh, West Indian, he used to go to the sports and social club. He, he made that club uh, in my side and that. We used to go there and go to nights there and them nights stuck with me, mate. You know mm. the flavors, the smells, the music. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing. You know, yeah. it's engaging people, isn't it? Just, well, what's the... You can do that, can't you? Like, too many people do that. Mm. You know, just get on with your own life. Just just be happy, mate. You know what I mean? Be happy. Mm. COVID should have shown us this. You know, yeah. look forward. Glass always half full. Come on. Let's do it, man. Let's get back dancing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so I suppose another quick uh, quick fire one here. Then again, like Disco Brunch. Yeah. Lame or really cool? 
Yeah. Not for me, mate. Disco and, and brunch, they should never be in the same sentence mm. for me, you know? No, yeah. personally. On a personal oh, level. We found... No, Disco's, Disco's for dancing, fella. Disco yeah. is for dancing, yeah? I suppose we found your snobbery line on this one, then, haven't we? <laughs> Well, I think so. I don't know. Yeah, disco is for dancing. Disco is different, mate. It's not music, that. Disco is everything, isn't it? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so, like, last, last, last sort of question question. Um, yeah. If you had to give up one or the other, then, food or music, which would it be and why? If, if it was possible, definitely food. Could do, could do with that. I can't. Not, 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 not even a hesitation there, just straight in. No, because I, I, me and, me and uh, my nurse uh, talked this over. And obviously, I said that straight away. I said, but she can't survive without eating. I said, I know that, though. It's, you know, it's hypothetical. But <laughs> yeah, definitely. I can't, I can't live without music. I find myself, if I'm not playing it out, I'll be listening to it or I'll be looking for records. It's just, mm. it's, a, it's a lifelong thing, mate. You know, I go to like charity shops all over the shop. I've got, I've got many bombs from charity shops. You know, it's all, it's everything. It's just encapsulating, isn't it? Mm. It's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful, man. You've got the bug for music, you know what I mean? I've seen, like, tunes. I've seen what they've done to you, man. I've seen, you, you know what I mean? I've seen, oh, he's got that one, he's had that. You know, you know what it's like, don't it? Yeah, 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 That's why you DJ, because you want to get people, yeah, this is what you can do for you, too, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, do you think this, like, because I've said this before, like, if somebody doesn't like e either food or music, like, yeah, if, you know, someone's like, I, I, don't, I don't enjoy food or I don't enjoy music, that's like... That's like red flag Ted Bundy level stuff, isn't it? Like for me, yeah, for me. But you, know, you do get that. You, you do get that with a lot of young. Obviously, being a, a parent with like young kids, you get a lot of young kids. Like the strange, strange. Uh, my, my, don't get me wrong. My, my kids aren't you know the best thing in the world and diddly do and all that. But they've been. They, they, they'll eat anything. You know, they'll try mm. anything. So you meet other kids from other families, and a lot of them don't eat a lot of stuff. You know, mm. it's mad. There's people in, in like. The wife's school and all that. So some of the kids are like, they're like uh, getting ready to leave and that, and they only like eat apples and like baked beans. Yeah, and that's it. You know, it's like I find that odd, hmm. and I find it odd that no matter what, you know, you do as a parent, man, you you wouldn't like address that situation. You know what I mean? Hmm. It's it's weird. You know, people could be like that about food, but you've got to, you know, you've got to try and see past it as well because it's still yeah. people, aren't they? Still people, but it is Ted Bundy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is strange. I remember obviously when I grew up, like my mum hated cooking. So like me and my brother both love cooking now. Yeah, yeah. Right. My, we had chicken chargrills and super noodles every night. And like my mum, like she won't mind me saying this, but like she she would roast a joint of beef for four hours for like ah! yeah, we, everyone it was like it was like it was like cardboard, man. <laughs> oh, great beef. You know, yeah. what I mean, sometimes we still still go to Jenny's mom and dad's of a, of a, of a like Christmas. We're like, oh, the great beef will be out, and it's like, rah, rah. yeah, it is. It's weird. Yeah, <laughs> everyone did that in them days because it wasn't like I said, mate. In them days, if you go back, right after you've done this, just put in Fanny Credit and watch a little yeah. bit of that. She's fucking fright. She's like Bram Stoker's Dracula. Honestly, <laughs> it's a frightening show. You know what I mean? It's only the you know like the last few last few years, obviously. The more it has come into it, it's like bled through, and it you know chefs are on everything. They were like, you know Rusty Lee and and Ainsley Harriet and all that caper. Mm. But the, the people they'll try things more now, and obviously we're much more multicultural now, and all mm. you know it's flavors coming in from everything. And I think it's just try it, man. Give everything a go. Give everything yeah. a go. Ace, you know it was really really great chatting you today, chatting to you today. And I've got one last question. 
uh, which on, is mate. where can we catch you playing in the near future? I know you're doing stuff, some stuff down Buxton Way. Any regular slots or mixes coming up you can share with us? Yeah, uh, I play play in a place that's it's like a small bar in Buxton, uh, Dub Bar and Kitchen. I'm there every Friday, Mystic Brew. You know, it's a, a cacophony of it, like anything. You know, it's, it's a no rules vinyl selection. You know, mm-hmm. we, we play everything there. Uh, and you can always catch me on like Mixcloud as a Big Papa 68. Mm-hmm. There's about 200 mixes on there. And mm-hmm. if you just listen to a little, a few of them here and there, you're like, oh my God, yeah, it's just not. There's <laughs> a library of music up there, you know, it's all, it's all up there. It's, it's got to come out. But yeah, so yeah, it, I mean, not a lot of people will be busy in Buxton, but you should do. It's a nice place, man. It's a mm-hmm. nice place. Good vibes, good vibes. It's on the up, man. It's on the up. Yeah, yeah. Just quite far on the train. Yes, around. it is. <laughs> you can still come and visit me, though, can't you, mate? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, no, it was really, really great chatting today. Uh, that was a really fun show. An absolute pleasure, mate. I hope you have a great rest of the day. Well, I'll have a super day, man. Thanks thanks for, for doing this and all that. Blessings, yeah, man. And, and have a lovely day, my friend, yeah? yeah. Catch you in a bit, G. God bless you. See you later, mate. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.